Hey guys, I hope you're all well and having a good start to your week. Thank you for taking the time to check into another Tell Me A Time podcast. I really appreciate people taking time out of their day, whatever you're doing, to listen to some of the messages being shared. I'm really excited to have my friend Lindsay on today's podcast. She has recently come back from Bali after training to become a yoga instructor and has been setting up her own yoga business, running online yoga sessions uh, with the long-term goal to have her own studio. Anyway, she's a lovely girl and she's highlighted some really really important messages I think so as always if you can relate to anything at all that's been shared in today's podcast you can reach us at our Instagram at tellmetimeofficial the link for the blog space is also in that bio so please just enjoy the conversation um, that me and Lindsay have and hope you enjoy So you're ready? I am. Let's you're comfortable. Go. I am. Cool. So I think I'll just first introduce uh, how I know you, I guess. Mm. So we used to work together in a coffee shop and then you uh, left and got married, which was very exciting. Mm. And then you went to Bali in Indonesia uh, to do your yoga instructing. Um, so I guess first of all, like things have changed a bit now. You're no longer in Bali and we're in lockdown and you're back home in sunny Scotland. How have you been dealing with lockdown and what have you been up to since coming home? Yeah, things have changed. Um, rec- the last couple of days I've been finding it actually quite hard. To start with, I really, although I was feeling like like my heart was just so open for everybody that was like suffering through this, for me coming back from Bali at this time, it was a nice ease back into life. Like I had in my head that I would come back and I'd be rushing, trying to get into studios, like panicking if studios didn't want me and totally just trying to find my feet again. And it's been actually quite nice to just take it slow, teach online and just, just, yeah, ease back in, continue some of the practices that I learned in Bali because I've had time to do that. And um, yeah, take it slow. But I've been finding, sorry. I should have probably said... um that you went to train as a yoga instructor to come back to kind of get involved in a studio or set up your own yoga practice Mm -hmm. is that that what you're gonna try and do yeah hopefully that's the dream I've been teaching some things online just now but the dream was to to work in a studio um either part-time or if it took off I would love it to be my full-time career yeah, that's exciting. And I've taken part in some of your online sessions, which I'm really enjoying. Good. 
So I guess it's kind of, it's almost in some ways a blessing in disguise because I guess you have a bit of time to kind of think about how you want your own practice to look like Mm -hmm. and kind of getting the word out that you're running your online classes and things, which is exciting. And you're also kind of involved in other online sessions or yeah I've been working for as like a guest teacher on um my friends she has a health and wellness website she's a nutritionist and she's also doing our yoga teacher training just now so I've been doing three classes a week on there which has been nice um you've been keeping super busy yeah it has been really busy actually but in a good way and are you staying with your husband at the moment or yeah yep staying um edinburgh i am the last couple of days i've been finding it really hard just not seeing family because obviously they're so far away as well like even to just speak to them from a distance is just not not gonna happen for a while so it's kind of hitting home the last couple of days how much i am missing family and friends yeah it's not the same just facetiming no definitely not I need to see people in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I kind of wanted to understand before you got into yoga, uh, what you studied at university and um, like careers you had since leaving university before getting into yoga. Mm-hmm. What did that kind of look like? Um, so university that was back in 2011 I studied psychology and sociology um, as my undergrad and that was to 2015 and then from there I took a gap year traveling in Australia and Thailand Um, came back from there moved to Edinburgh and started working for a charity um, transitional education charity for people with learning disabilities and autism and I totally loved this job, just super rewarding, just loved helping. Um, worked there for three years, but during that time as well, I studied my master's degree at Stirling. I did health psychology, um, so I did that for a year. And then 2019, last year, suffered a bit of burnout, stress, just giving, giving, giving. And just not giving anything to myself and as you said I was planning a wedding last year as well so for me to be able to show up for everyone that was coming to the wedding like show up in the way that I wanted to and like really enjoy my wedding day I had to kind of take a step back and give to myself and that's when I started working at the coffee shop and met you and yeah it was just a nice kind of step back yeah it's interesting that you said that because like uh, a couple of podcasts back, we had my friend Nikki on, who was similar age to yourself, I guess, mm-hmm. and was kind of saying something similar to the importance of working extremely hard and giving so much in your kind of mid to late 20s and then almost kind of having this burnout. Mm-hmm. So it's super important, I think, to kind of take a step back and reflect on what you're really wanting to do yeah. but I guess you've always been kind of interested it sounds like from like a health perspective and looking at the was it psych- psychology you're doing yeah yeah, yeah so kind of looking into the mind and um when you were working with uh the 
children with autism I guess that's quite an intense environment to be in. super intense and quite challenging at times as well but also super rewarding like when you seem that you are making a difference to their life um mm-hmm. yeah a bit of a mix but at the end the get was getting a bit too much I could even like with the stress my skin was breaking out I was just t- super tired all the time and I felt like I couldn't even give to them anymore like I wasn't giving to myself I wasn't any use to them and it was just like Lindsay you need to do something here I can remember being in North Berwick one day and like my husband and I went and got some ice cream and we just went down the front and I just cried for ages and that was the turning point I had to then do something like I couldn't go on the way I was going on so yeah it got pretty extreme in the end and then how did you so obviously that's kind of almost got to a bit of a breaking point and like manifest manifest itself kind of emotionally got to a point where you knew something had to change Mm -hmm. um and is that when you started kind of practicing yoga or um how are you dealing i know this isn't in the notes but um how are you dealing with those with those stresses i was still like what were you initially doing yeah, I was still doing yoga. I had been doing yoga for a little bit before that, but kind of I was not even wanting to do that anymore. Like, I just wasn't motivated. Um, I ran most mornings, but again, that was kind of a stress release. Like, And then by the end of that, I was tired as well for going to work. Um, walks along the beach in North Berwick really helped at the time. And journaling as well, I found really helped. Just getting it all out there, writing it down, writing what I could do just now like short-term kind of goals and things that I could do to to get myself to a better place I suppose um mm-hmm. yeah and working in a coffee shop was one of them because that's I just just love that kind of environment really nice environment it is you. it's totally so nice and so chilled and then when did you decide to pursue your dream of opening up your own yoga space and going to Bali to do your I think it was 200 hours of of training um when did you decide because that's quite a big like a bit of a career change from going to doing your teaching and then obviously stepping back for your own personal benefit yeah going to a coffee store and then deciding to do to do the yoga definitely yeah um so I think for for a long time the the yoga being a teacher has always been like a kind of dream and it was something that I would always write like if I was writing down my dreams or anything in my journal it would be something that was always there it was the big one and like at the the kind of turning point last year when I was writing in my journal I was like when's this gonna happen like I'm getting married I want to be a mum someday when's this dream gonna happen if I don't do it now like when am I gonna do it so yeah I think it was August time last year like three months away from the wedding um I was like I think I need to do this as soon as possible um to fulfill my dream and yeah do what I've always wanted to do so it was kind of that turning point for career like as a whole just it was all just going on and 
that was a kind of release as well I was like ah like I can breathe like I'm gonna do what I've always dreamt of doing I'm getting married I'm working in a place that I really enjoy and it's stress-free so yeah, it was just a really like big kind of the big bang for me last year yeah mm. when, when was it that you start actually started yoga was that something you were doing at university or doing by yourself or were you like joining in classes and things I'm not at university but when I went traveling we did a year in Australia the culture Mm -hmm. over there around health is just something else um so amazing it really switched on for me there um so I hadn't done my master's by this point I'd just done my undergrad um so I hadn't even at one point I wanted to do educational psychology as a master's so going to Australia with that in mind just seeing the people like Bondi Beach for instance you'd get up um us tourists would go and watch the sunrise um my husband and I and the like this was like 5 30 and there was people out running like we actually looked like outsiders just because we didn't have <laughs> fitness gear on and like people like before work just it I just loved it and I felt the buzz so much and I remember we went a walk one day and I was looking over, I don't know if you know Bondi Icebergs, like the outdoor swimming area, they've got a platform that looks over the sea and there's people there doing mm-hmm. yoga and that's kind of the first time I had really watched a yoga class or anything and I was just watching and, I'm a, and I was just kind of buzzing for them, I was like that must be so amazing doing that here and something in, in me just clicked, I was like I want to do that I want to teach that like I don't even want to just do it I want to teach it and even like going up the east coast like Byron Bay like I would go out I'd go out a run and then after it I would just be doing some yoga stuff on the on the grass at the front like I didn't even know any moves or that but I was kind of just copying like somebody in the distance just yeah and it felt so Uh good in my body just to move like that so Australia was definitely the Mm -hmm. click for me that I wanted to do health psychology and to be a yoga teacher yeah mm-hmm. and then and then fast forwarding you went to Bali when you had a bit more experience what was it mm-hmm. like training in Akana with all the other yogis and especially I think your experience of Bali was, was a lot different when, when I went to Bali it was just like surfing and partying mm-hmm. it wasn't very like um uh like mindful or relaxed at all but Bali in Indonesia is a super special place I think because as soon as you get off the beaten track it's kind of like kind of got that vibe Mm. of jungle and ocean and just I don't know it is it is a special like a special Mm -hmm. place so what was it like to have that experience of doing your training (sighs) it was amazing I don't even I don't even know why Bali like I had never been before I had never really heard of anything about Bali like it was only people in Australia like in hostels saying oh we're going over to Bali for like a a long weekend to party so for like I hadn't even heard any really anything about it but there was just this pool that I had to go there like I wanted to do the teacher training there um so I arrived in Bali on my own Um, this was quite a big thing after two months after getting married my gran was like you're married like do you have to do everything with Gary now <laughs> so going on myself was a big thing for the family but as soon as I landed there it was 
it just felt so homely like people were so lovely and the concert oh it was so nice it was like they had known you forever and they would do anything for you it was just amazing um so yeah um doing the training there so I did my training about three and a half hours north of Ubud um so right up the top northwest it was a place called Pumuturin um so we were all in this little minibus the driver was a bit mad around the little bends and that so I was so nervous going but as soon as I got up there like it was just amazing we'd um we'd get up every morning like six um to meditate for an hour overlooking the north of Bali out to the sea and just felt so grateful to be there like the air just Mm -hmm. felt like the things they do every morning in ceremony, like putting out, like they put a little rice and like ceremonial things. And it just blew my mind, like how dedicated they were to their culture and like physically and mentally. And it was just amazing. So getting up every morning to that was just really, I felt so grateful. And And was that meditation for an hour that was like, without movement was it kind of just focusing on yeah yeah so we actually we got up every morning and we practiced noble silence so I lived with um in the villa with another girl and we woke up and we weren't allowed to speak so that was quite hard some mornings um but we got into a routine like I'd get up we'd make like tea or coffee and put it in the fridge for iced tea or that later on in the day so yeah, we'd get up in silence, uh, walk to the shala and sit for an hour. It was led some days by um, one of the instructors. We'd meditate for a while and then some days we'd do like mantra chanting or um, visualisation kind of guided imagery kind of stuff, which was really, really mm-hmm. nice. And then that would set you up for your day of kind of because it sounded quite intense, like you're having to fit in quite a lot of work within the days. Yeah, like, it was it. super intense. So like after our hour of meditation, we'd then do an hour and a half of yoga. So that would be led by mm-hmm. um, one of the instructors and they would take turns to do it. But it was an hour and a half. So we'd all practice just as you would do a normal class. So it was kind of our time to to get our practice in. And to learn as well, kind of from the the qualified instructors. So we'd do that for an hour and a half. And by this time, it was like maybe nine, half nine. Then we'd go and have breakfast um, till half ten. And then from the rest of the day onwards till about, sometimes it was ten o'clock at night, we'd be learning um, anatomy, physical alignment, um, practice teaching. We were teaching on like the first day of we were fully there so we arrived on the Saturday and on the Sunday we were teaching each other already and they they actually filmed us doing it like we didn't know yeah we didn't know and then that night they showed us to it we had like a movie night but we all thought it was like oh we're gonna watch a nice movie like and just chill but it was actually us teaching it was mortifying (laughs) so it was really really full on yeah it does sound it and obviously you kind of mentioned their kind of the the culture. Was that a culture like the like to do with kind of the religious and 
philosophical, like philosophical is that a word? Like philosophy behind um, behind the yoga practice, or was that more uh, like a kind of? Because I know, like, just from my research, like yoga is a group of physical, mental, and spiritual practice that originated from mm-hmm. ancient India, and it was one of the six uh, Hindu philosophical traditions. But now outside of India, obviously, yoga has developed into kind of like posture-based physical fitness, Mm -hmm. stress relief and relaxation technique. So did you kind of learn a little bit about where the practice has kind of come from and uh, how, how important is understanding that to be able to do the moves? Because when I join your class, online i don't really know any of the like where mm-hmm. yoga has come from um but do you kind of learn about that or? yeah i think it's actually it's quite important um as a as a teacher to know this stuff but maybe not for everyone but i'm really interested in like the roots and the spirituality side and less kind of the physical mm-hmm. kind of well-being i'm interested in that as well but i really mm-hmm. love the spiritual side so during the course we had an, a teacher from India um, Ragav and he came and taught us the philosophy um, right down to the roots and it was just amazing to hear it from him as well um, it was just yeah it really hit home and what, what is it what's the kind of like backbones of the philosophy I guess like obviously you don't need to go into too much detail but where does the kind of uh, mindful kind of relaxation uh, mixed with these kind of stretches or long-held poses mm. come, come together? Um, so a lot of people don't know that um, yoga is actually... So the, the physical practice that we see and we do, like if you're following a class, is actually only one-eighth of what makes up yoga. Um, so there's seven other limbs they call them the eight limbs of yoga so there's seven other parts um, that make up what yoga actually is Um, so physical asana practice being one of them but there's also it's a way of living like it's a way that you move through life Um, one of them being non-harm so when it's called yama and a part of that is ahimsa which is doing what others doing to others what you would want done to yourself so it's a way of like moving through life with non-violence non-harm and this is a massive one for me like it's just makes up for me more more or maybe equal to the physical part even just like the the simple acts of like making a cup of tea like there's yoga in that like there's yoga in absolutely everything Mm -hmm. Um, and other limbs like self-development, de- self-discipline, so knowing you're kind of how to move through life with kind of like restraints, like you can't just go and do whatever you like. You've got to take into account like how other people feel and how this will impact you, impact others. Um, there's also the pranayama, which is the breath work, um, which is super important for mental health and um, knowing how to reduce that stress impact as well on your body, nurture the system. 
And then there's the meditation aspect, which is a total different limb as well. Being able to draw in the senses, like kind of draw inward more than um, paying attention to what's going on, on outside. So there's all these different aspects that make mm-hmm. up what yoga actually is. And it kind of has moved more towards the physical practice. I've found like anytime you go on like into like YouTube, maybe like half hour yoga class you put in, it is all the physical movement, which is great. But I think it's really important that people can get the other side of it as well, like the breath work and the meditation. There's a lot, a lot of benefits. So many benefits, yeah, yeah. It's um. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, as I say, like, when I think of yoga, I literally just think of, mm. like, the downward dog, and uh, that's, mm. that's about it, really. Like, I don't really think about all the other aspects. And is that kind of, I know people who are into yoga talk about the mantra, yeah. like a mantra. Is that kind of where that comes in like what was the mantra so a mantra is something that you'd repeat over either saying it out loud or saying it in your mind um so like for instance Mm -hmm. i am enough that's a mantra and just repeating it the sacred Mm -hmm. number is 108 so you'd repeat that 108 times or you can just repeat it as many times as you like but um yeah so just repeating things like that affirmations are like um there's a few in Sanskrit. Is that is that would you do that through your practice or would you do that when you're in a usually in a meditation um state. If you've ever seen mala beads, um the long string of beads that some people wear, um they have a hundred and eight beads on them and you would move your fingers around the beads while saying the mantra over to affirm it in your mind. Wow yeah that's interesting i think i saw like a few like uh a few people wearing those in um in thailand like uh when i was in thailand because mm-hmm. i think meditation is quite a big part of their mm-hmm. yeah culture yeah what um what aspect of your own like with all that said what aspect of your own yoga practice do you find uh personally benefits your well-being um the most uh probably the way of life so i get you every morning i'll get on my mat and that's like the physical part and do some meditation do some gratitude journaling i always like to start my day by writing like a few things that i'm grateful for and maybe just setting some intentions for the day or for the week ahead and I find that super beneficial. Like if I could give one piece of advice to like to get into building up your own mental health and well-being would be to just sit and dump your brain on a page. Like that has been so beneficial for me. So I consider that part of yoga as well. And then I'll do my movement and my movement is usually like non-linear. So in in yoga classes, you'll see like the movements are quite linear, the the arms are out, legs out, like kind of straight lines. So I try in my morning practice to just move in the way that my body feels like it needs to, like quite like organically and allow my body to lead, trying to like still the mind. So 
like most of the day is mind led your mind tries to take over at like every single opportunity so i find it really quite important in yoga mm -hmm. to try and just let your body lead you and try and just quiet in that mind like it can lead the rest of the day if that's what it wants to do but just for that time just taking that time to really listen to your body i think is the most important part for me yeah i think it, i was reading an article about the benefits of yoga practice and one of the uh, articles that i was reading um it says the importance of yoga playing a part in slowing down mental loops of frustration, regret, mm -hmm. anger, and fear, uh, and the desires that can all cause mm -hmm. stress. So obviously it's kind of like what we were saying at the start of this conversation when um, people kind of take a step back of, from like either you take a big step back and where you think I need a changing career or I need to focus on myself before I can start loving and caring about people around me. It's almost kind of doing that in like a micro kind of scale, like just every morning taking 30 minutes or mm -hmm. however long it is to put aside to focus on yeah, you, slow things down. Um, if that's through physical, like putting yourself body through different positions or meditation mm. or journaling um there was also something i read about uh your levels mm -hmm. of serotonin and things kind of plays an impact on the brain and kind of has a part to play in yeah as i say kind of sorting that mm. chemical imbalance and then your brain your becomes but... like used to it in a way like after you've done it a few like a couple of weeks of it in the morning your brain kind of gets used to it like okay <laughs> like this is what's happening and you can kind of start to rewire as you say mm -hmm. like get the loops more positive and kind of feed what you want to be thinking like because letting your mind know that you're in control of your own thoughts mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just I, I found that note now. It's just about how um, a study's found that uh, yoga practice has improved mm -hmm. levels of depression and has led to a sig significant increase in serotonin levels, which is, I believe, the chemical in the brain that increases mm -hmm. mood and things. And I've found just from doing the 30 minutes every Thursday with yourself how afterwards i feel very relaxed and yeah more content you know um which is it's amazing that it's only like 30 minutes you wouldn't think like 30 minutes in a whole mm -hmm. a whole day isn't a long time but how important that 30 minutes can be if it's used in something like definitely yoga mm -hmm. or meditation or um journaling and a one big part of uh, a focus in your classes but also other classes that I've been part of is um, breathing and that seems quite like oh well we breathe we breathe all the time as humans mm -hmm. it's how we survive but there's 
I think you try and make a point of kind of understanding your breath. And I was kind of wondering mm. if you wanted to touch on So, that. yeah, you said you breathe like so many times a day, but how many of those breaths are you actually conscious? Like, we just take it for granted that we breathe. And the breath, like, say you get a fright or something, your whole body goes into like shock, your breath, your breath speeds up. And it's just, it's linked to the nervous system. So it's, it's, if you're doing this really often, your stress is going to be like through the roof, you're going to be on edge all the time. So yeah, your breathing is directly linked to your nervous system. So the ability to control your breath, take it from this fight or flight, like instinct when you get a fright or anything or you're suffering with anxiety or overwhelm like your body's just constantly in this state um it's so important that you can control this breathing and it take it from that sympathetic nervous system to the parasympathetic which is the rest and digest the state that we need kind of want to be in for our best health and wellness um so yeah, as I said earlier, with the stress levels last year, and I noticed the stress was making my skin break out and everything. I was like, well, how is this happening? But everything is so connected. So, yeah, I do focus a lot on the breath. Because um, the first thing, if you, if like a kid gets a fright, the first thing you would say, like, right, stop crying, take a breath, slow down, kind of thing. And like, we just need to do that to ourselves sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so beneficial yeah. just to be able to to still the you can still the mind so maybe not so easily but by working on it you can still the mind to focus on the breath by focusing on the breath is a really good way of doing that. So that's just to be more 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 of your yeah. like more aware of your breathing. So like something you talk about and I know. Um, with my own experience with like mm. panic attacks and things, people highlight the importance of being aware if your breathing was like mm-hmm. short and shallow or like if you're having deep breaths. And I was wondering if you are more aware like of your breathing on a day-to-day basis or is it just something that you focus on during your No, I'm practice? definitely, definitely more aware of it. Um especially when things come up like so so yesterday for example I don't mind speaking about it it was the the anniversary of my granddad's death two years ago so the whole of yesterday I felt like I was kind of this elevated kind of level like ready to kind of break at any any moment so being aware of my breath yesterday really working on getting out of my head taking these long inhales and exhales in the morning and just focusing on something else was just so beneficial for me yesterday. Um, even just popping the kettle on, I took that time now to just kind of take some deep breaths. Like for like three minutes of your day, you can take these nice deep breaths while the kettle boils and then get on with your day just as you were. And you'll feel so much more, like so much better for it. Well, like I do anyway, speaking from I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. But from, I find it exactly the same. It's like, it seems like I was saying such mm-hmm. a simple thing, like breathing, probably we do it all the time. But if you're actually aware of the breaths you take, like even before doing these podcasts, I kind of just reset my breath 
a little bit. Um, just so I'm not in the mm-hmm. kind of state of nervousness or panic. And something that I was taught a while back was to kind of like push air through like your your lips so you can actually feel like I know it sounds a bit daft but like actually consciously feel the air Mm -hmm. passing passing Mm -hmm. through your lips uh to before resetting um and it's like becoming more of a big thing I know I wrote in the notes I don't know if you've heard of them this the Wim Hof from the um, yeah, the, the Netherlands, who has focused on the combination of meditation and breathing exercise and exposure to cold to reduce stress levels and anxiety, mm-hmm. um, increasing resilience yeah. as well. Uh, I think with like, I think if you're able to control your breath through these hard times, it's going to get easier to to control to like be resilient in the future so i think yeah it's super mm. important yeah so if anyone's listening <laughs> be, be more aware if you're where where if you're breathing i'm just reading like some of the things that uh the wim hof's practice of breathing looks at and um it like the main ones are reducing stress levels, mm-hmm. stronger immune systems, um, enhanced creativity, increases willpower, uh, better sleep, which obviously I think yoga mm-hmm. provides to, and um, better focus and an increase in energy. So this breathing, like we shouldn't take it for no. for granted. Um, I don't with think. the cold showers and that as well, like the the exposure the extreme exposure that's kind of putting your body into shock like voluntarily and then being able to use the breath to control how your body reacts to that so like this is great practice for everyday life if you can expose yourself to these cope with them because as soon as you put under cold water your body's like freaking out if you're able to draw it back in and cope with it it's Mm -hmm. just really beneficial for then going out into real life It's like where where we work, obviously. Well, where you yeah. work and where I still work. Um, obviously, <laughs> it's next to the uh, next to the seaside, and we would have uh, ladies who would do their wild swimming, and obviously, there's a lot of benefits of the kind of cold water, um, and they're having to control their mm-hmm. breathing, or they would not be able mm. to and then they come swim, in so. they come in for their coffee like so. full of life like beaming 10 years younger <laughs> mm. being in cold water for half yeah uh-huh. so there must be there must be yeah definitely to the madness so um i guess i also wanted to kind of talk to you a bit of your like your thoughts on uh your time in indonesia and if you think or just on your generally just on your travels or even in scotland if you find that being outside like i think uh my first experience of yoga i went to 
like a big group and uh I didn't really enjoy it at all I kind of felt like it was kind of enclosed in mm-hmm. a bit of a dark room mm-hmm. and you were kind of just packed in um and I was wondering what the like how big uh a how big a concept or how important is environment for kind of relaxation yoga meditation because when i'm doing your online classes obviously i'm by myself but i've got my like Mm -hmm. windows and doors open i'm super lucky to kind of back on to like a forest space so i find it really like i think that adds to as it almost sounds a bit daft and a bit hippie but like i honestly think it adds to the whole relaxation and kind of feeling the the air and things like how important do you think do you think it is that like where you are um plays a part in it i think it's like super important a big part of yoga as well like the whole philosophy is here um feeling connected to this bigger thing that's like we're on this spinning ball in <laughs> in mid orbit but yeah just being able to like to breathe fresh air is a massive one um as you said being in that class full of people like for me I don't really like that idea either I feel like although community and like being in a yoga community is like really important having people around you I think for you to be able to go in internal as opposed to like focusing on like oh I'm doing this wrong like she's not doing the same as I'm doing like for me I'm not really keen on that I like for to be for me anyway to be able to go like inside and really get the benefit is just breathing fresh air as you say having windows open and things um yeah I think in Bali as well like the culture there this also seems a bit hippie maybe but the culture there they do so much prayers and like cleansing of their aura that I've just felt the air there so much different Mm -hmm. like that may sound really like she's lost it but honestly, it just felt so pure. Like, and I did speak to a Balinese man who said that, like, nothing bad really happens in Bali. Like when I was speaking about the whole like COVID nineteen and how it might affect their tourism and things, he said like they just pray every morning. They pray for the health of their family, their friends, and he said by doing that, he really believes that Bali will stay, like, stay healthy and, um that his family and friends will stay healthy and I just thought that was so lovely and I think I don't think they've had high numbers of um COVID even with all the travelers they have so yeah there might be some sense in that um it's so interesting what like people's mind like if you've got a positive healthy mind like everything around you is also going to be pretty yeah I think pretty positive and pretty I don't want to like generalize obviously but if you are kind of more upbeat then the things happening around yeah exactly and even with what's going on just now like taking that time for you to to nurture your mind and be in that kind of happier place 
although this bad thing's happening, you can feel so much more like love and that for people that are going through it and also see like the gratitude, like what good has came out of it as well. Like for me, like having the more time and like everybody just slowing down and kind of taking a stop, which is a benefit to a bad situation. So yeah, there's light to be seen in everything if if we nurture our mind to be able to see it. Yeah. And you were saying that you thought um you felt the kind of like clear mm. air and a bit of a better aura in Indonesia. And maybe that's got something to do with the fact <laughs> that it's a lot yeah. sunnier in Indonesia and there's just like all these mm-hmm. beautiful people, beautiful smells and things. But obviously, you were saying Australia has a similar vibe. Obviously, mm. they've got the sunshine too, for the most part. Um, and I was kind of wondering how do you think there's a specific energy, like even if even if it's in like I would say where we live in Scotland, there you can kind of also grasp that kind of energy although it's not maybe sunny all the time but do you think there is a specific energy that kind of helps stay calm uh, if that's an aura for me definitely going by the sea is where I feel that the most or being in nature and just taking like as I said last year when I was kind of struggling with the stress and things just walking along the beach for me was a kind of kind of put everything into perspective and I had that big emotional release next to the sea I think and it's a lovely mm-hmm. that's really interesting that the, the release happens mm. when you're next to the ocean because the ocean is a massive one for me and obviously the tell me time supports mm-hmm. like uh, ways for change through ocean therapy and stuff but I think I was from a Times Magazine article was writing about uh, how over the years like uh, scientists have shown that the effect of being in, in surrounded by nature, if that's just outside your house, through the park or next on the beach um, it provides like mm. masses of stress relief and increases social interaction and encourages physical exercise and uh, has even proved to help soothe mental illnesses so I think it's hugely, yeah yeah I agree hugely important and people probably like I don't obviously we're super fortunate that we've done our fair bit of traveling we've been to really special beautiful Mm. countries but you don't have to go that obviously we're in lockdown at the moment but I think uh, you don't have to go too far to be in these powerful energies Mm. that kind of ground you a bit more like I don't want to get too hippie but like I do kind of feel that like when Mm. you're even even just barefoot uh, like on the earth is so super grounding even just yeah yeah or feeling the sand in your Mm -hmm. feet just kind of yeah it's a weird weird energy but it's a good one it's quite nice to feel 
definitely yeah sometimes yeah like i'm a tiny part of this everything exactly yeah on the rock (laughs) um so i guess to just uh wrap things up a little bit um what's your plans like moving forward obviously uh you Mm. have your own business now and you're doing online online classes with that like how are you wanting to uh, the, the ultimate dream in the future is to have my own studio so I'm working towards that manifesting every day <laughs> um don't um disregard the power of manifestation but for immediate kind of plans I'm just continuing teaching online when this is kind of when we're allowed to do things again I'm gonna have to try and start looking for another part-time job because at the moment I am unemployed because I (laughs) left my job in January so yeah just kind of trying to build a little bit of the savings back up um teaching online uh, doing my weekly classes on Instagram teaching for the online studio and hoping to do more online classes maybe through Zoom just building up, letting people know how my teaching style and see if they like it and yeah, just spreading the love at this time and the most important thing to me is that people are taking time for themselves during this kind of uncertainty and a time when like mental health and things is more important than ever, like social isolation and things like it can take over and I know that like I know how quick it can take over as well so ultimate thing for me is just giving people knowledge and resources and things that they can do for themselves during this time to to kind of nurture their inner environment stay healthy stay happy and one of the ways is doing the the 30 minutes of yoga on instagram and i always like to try and just yeah yeah, let people have that time Yeah, so it's really, as I say, I'm really enjoying it. It's a really important 30 minutes of my week at the moment. Like, I, like, Good. by myself, it's part of my routine now. Uh, and look look oh, forward glad. to, look forward to doing it. Although I still See, can't. it's not about touching your toes. Um, One thing, it's not about touching your toes. It's <laughs> to be really extra here and be really Touch like, you. oh, baby. It's what you learn on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what's the uh what would you say to anyone though that's kind of like hesitant of uh getting involved in uh yoga if they think they're possibly not athletic or not yeah number one it's not about touching, touching your toes, your toes. um yeah because i think i think a lot of people like i remember when i went uh to that class that I was talking about in the big group um and then I ended up never I got like another <clears throat> I got like a package and I never yeah. went back because I just felt a bit intimidated and that's like a very Definitely. real thing not just in yoga but in any exercise like if that's mm. going to the gym or being part of a club what would you say to anyone that's a bit hesitant about definitely what you said again? there don't I know it's hard to like not look at what we see on Instagram, like these headstands, fancy poses. Like that's a small minority that can do that. Um. So yeah, number one, just drop any expectations that 
that you have of yoga itself or of yourself to do these kind of poses just try it um dropping all that expectation just leave it at the door just come to the mat find a really important one um is finding a teacher that you like their style and that you connect with this is like super super important for me like practicing yoga over a few years now like there's some teachers I'm like no she just wants me to be able to like bend over backwards and like that's what she's teaching or he's teaching and that's not really like my what I'm wanting to do and like it is super off-putting as you said like to be really put off by that so finding a teacher that you like is really really important finding a style of yoga that you like is super important as well because there is like loads of different styles um there's like the physical getting stronger kind of classes that really serve their purpose or the more mind focused so it's all about finding what works for you because I'm pretty confident that there is a style out there for everyone um that you can find something in yoga that that might resonate with you um, another thing is sticking with it like as you said for your first class it's really off-putting and things but yeah finding a teacher finding a style you like um, and it is really common for the mind to take over like try do your first class and you're like oh, I really don't like this the mind will try and take over and say no we don't need this new thing um, we don't need this new thing in our life like I'm in control and I, I've got you kind of thing but just try and let the body drive for a change and the mind will really benefit from that but it will be resistant um another thing journaling your kind of journey of yoga it's this is a kind of technique in itself like after class just writing down what you enjoyed what you didn't how your mind feels just dumping everything on that page um any resistance you had to it it's like you always, you've been starting your practices by kind of like bringing a thought to the centre of what you want to mm-hmm. get away from the 30 minutes. And that's just important. Yeah, and I think that's important as well to, to keep the, the mind from yeah. jumping in and racing on about to-do lists and things. If you've got this intention or this gratitude or something in your mind that if your mind does try to jump in, just being like drawing it back kind of thing um so yeah i think that's really important as well yeah i think it's super exciting like what you're doing and what you're starting um seems really really exciting i know i'm not the only one that's been i'm really glad instagram lives um do you want to just let people know like about maybe your uh, yeah so i am yellow door yoga on instagram so yellow underscore door underscore yoga um on instagram or my name is Lindsay as well if you wanted to go my personal account but for yoga we're online just now uh one time a week so thursdays at seven but i am if people if enough people are interested i'm happy to do more than this um i really really like the morning yoga so i might try and pop a little early morning kind of wake up yoga in there as well um and yeah yellow door yoga although it's about yoga it's also i'm bringing in what i learned from health psychology and psychology in there as well so 
it's really just a space for me to give resources techniques and I'm always there if anybody ever feels that they're struggling just wants to chat about yoga or anything really I'm there just message me I'm happy to chat so yeah yeah well that's awesome I'll put all your uh I'll put the link to yellow door thank you that would be great description of this podcast if that's all right um and uh thank you so thank you much so much for, for having me for <laughs> giving up your time to have a have a have a chat i've really enjoyed talking to you and learning actually learning some things that i didn't know about yourself and also uh learning a bit more about the practice of yoga and hopefully i'm sure someone can be able to to relate to anything that we've said and i'm sure as you just said like um if anyone Definitely. wants to reach out here to, to help you can do that by reaching you through your thank you for having Instagram. me Pete. but thank you so much Lindsay. And you too enjoy the rest of your day bye